Hey guys, welcome to EcoFiends. I'm your host, Ellen McIntosh. Today we are going to be talking about conservation. What is it? Does it matter? And if so, why? Is it relevant today? We are going to get to the bottom of this right now. I'm here with my guest, Lauren Litke, wildlife biologist here in Colorado. Lauren, how are you today? Oh man, Ellen, I'm just so happy to be here with you. I'm happy to have you here. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get straight into it. How about it? Yeah! So, how did conservation come about in America? Has it always been around? Have we always been talking about this? Or what brought this issue up? Um, let me just say, conservation is very similar to our country. Very young and new compared to the rest of the world. You know, when we first settled in this land, everyone thought, Oh wow, we're going to live forever and we're going to have resources forever. Ever. Nothing will ever go away. That was wrong. That was We were wrong about that. We were just cutting down all these huge trees that had been here for hundreds, thousands of years. We were wasting everything. We had no idea there was going to be hundreds of millions of people living in this country. We did not know we were going to be using resources at the rate we do today. So conservation was really a wake-up call for everybody. Conservation and sustainability, they go hand in hand, you know, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like, Ellen, let me ask, do you know the difference between preservation and conservation? A little bit, but how do you tell us? Yeah, I think there's a lot of miscommunication between preservation and conservation. It creates a lot of our problems that we do have today in society. So preservation, it's like a museum, you know? Don't look at the stuff. Don't touch it. Just stare. Don't even breathe on it. Just admire it, you know? And conservation, use it. Use the land responsibly, sustainably. You gotta protect what you're using. You don't wanna go cut down a thousand trees without planting a thousand more, right? You wanna make sure that you're replenishing the land and that you're treating it with the respect that you'd wanna be treated with. And there's a very large debate, it's very well known, in the conservation community. It's uh, some fellow named John Muir. You've probably heard of him. He was a very big preservationist at the time. Um, him and Teddy Roosevelt, they were pals. They hung out in Yosemite. John Muir loved preservation. He did not want anybody touching his land, using any of the resources. He just wanted you to look at it. Just look at it and love it like he did. <laughs> he wrote so many poems all about preservation and you have basically his enemy Gifford Pinchot the founder of forestry in America he was a huge conservationist and he sort of molded conservation into what we know it today our lands are multi-use with grazing with lumber with recreation and that's because of Gifford Pinchot he wanted the Hechechi Valley in Yosemite it's a very famous valley if you've ever been to Yosemite Um, he wanted that to be dammed up and filled with water so that the people of the San Francisco Bay Area had water to drink so that they could live. And John Muir said, that's a fine idea, except I hate everything about it and don't touch the land. So, you know, looking at it now, obviously Muir was wrong because there's water in the Hetchetchee Valley. That's all I've ever known. I wasn't alive in 1900, so I've only ever known it with water. And it gives water to millions of people every day and that's because of conservation not preservation i think a lot of people think conservation is limiting but really it's just about being responsible Mm -hmm. and it's very important 
What do you think conserving our lands, like what is the benefit of that and importance of conserving our lands instead of growing and expanding on them? I know with population growth that's going and then also even in Colorado we've been growing in population. So what do you think conserving our lands brings to Colorado as a state? Sure. Well, for me personally, I'm a huge recreationalist. I love hiking. I love snowshoeing. I love to be in nature. So for me, public land, awesome because I can go do the things I enjoy. For Colorado as a whole, man, it's just really helpful to our economy. You look at like ski resorts, most of that's on public land as well when they go off and ski resorts. Oh my gosh, that's like a lot of our economy. And you look at our national parks here, we have four national parks. That's public land. That's money going right into our state from people all over the country, all over the world. Rocky Mountain National Park is the second most visited national park in the country. Four plus million people go through there every year. And if you've ever been to the eastern side of Rocky Mountain National Park, you have definitely stopped in a little town called Estes Park. Estes Park has an ice cream shop on every other storefront because they know that's where the tourists are going, that's where the money's coming from, are the people using the public lands. It's basically sustaining that economy. If Rocky Mountain National Park shut down today, I guarantee you Estes Park would plummet tomorrow. They would no longer be this booming little town that they are today. And that's because public lands exist for for people to go enjoy. Ellen, have you ever gone on a public land? Have you ever been outside in Colorado? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. No, I'm the same way. I love to be outside and everything with it. So I agree. I think it brings a lot to the state. I know everyone when I'm like, I'm from Colorado, the first thing that comes into mind is, oh, you must be so outdoorsy. You must always love the public lands and be out there and doing it. And it's true. We are really outdoorsy people here, I believe. Like a lot of us like to go up to the national park ski resorts and things like that. So I definitely think that has added a lot to it. Well, and Ellen, can I just say, even Colorado, everyone thinks mountains, right? Mm-hmm. But we have to think there's a whole eastern side of the state, and we have grasslands too. Mm-hmm. So we're a very interesting state because we've got the mountains for public lands and we've got the grasslands for public lands. And that's where you really see the multi-use of the public lands at work because in the mountains you've got lumber that's given us lots of good things, anything made of wood, paper. And in the east, you've got grazing. So we've got cows, we've got free-range cattle. you got to love that. So it's just really cool to see both sides working in Colorado. For sure. So being a professional that you kind of are, where do you see conservation and protecting our public lands going for the future? Or where are you hoping to see we help Man, I have lots of hopes and dreams for conservation in this country. I do think it's a very topical issue. I think there's a lot of turmoil surrounding it, given our current political state. I think a lot of people still view conservation as preservation. They think that some right is being taken away, that they can't do whatever they want on a public land, which I just don't think is true, and I just think it's a lack of education. So for me, I really want people to be educated about what conservation really means and how many doors conservation opens because you think, you know, you have a plot of forest, okay? That's here today. And if we use that sustainably in a conservative manner, that same forest will be here in a hundred years. So I know a lot of people only think about the economics and like, oh, 
if this land is public land, I can't drill on it or I can't, you know, do whatever I want and build a ranch on it. But you think about how much longer that land is going to be here because we're using it for conservation purposes as opposed to our own private needs and wants. And I just think, I think it's a very important topic people should read more about, educate themselves on. If you've ever been outside, you know that we are connected to this land and that's just sort of an intrinsic value, but there's so much more value in land, in our public lands as well, like all the resources available. I think we often look at public lands as just recreation, but if you ever go into a national forest, grazing happens there too. It's all this cycle of nature and it almost feels like our responsibility to keep that cycle going as we continuously interrupt it. <laughs> just being human, we're often just stepping right in the middle of nature and saying, this is what we're going to do instead. <laughs> so I think it's very noble of us to at least try to implement conservation into public lands and I think also into just our daily lives. There are little things we can do to just be more mindful about how we're treating the people around us, but also the land we live on and the land that we use every day, whether it's at school or at work, just in our backyards. I think it's very, just an important thing that I hope continues on for future generations that the fire of conservation just exists within yeah. everyone. Yeah. So you mentioned that there's some things to like help us be mindful. What are some of your like recommendations or tips to people to be more mindful in their everyday lives? Man, I think reusing your trash, like, I'll, you know, it was pretty much burned into at least my mind when I was a kid, like reduce, reuse, recycle. I feel like recycling's been super trendy lately, but we gotta think that's still trash. We're still getting rid of it. Maybe it'll be recycled later, but if we just reuse stuff and we just use stuff sustainably, that's like a small little thing, like wash out your, you know, yogurt container and use it for your lunch tomorrow. Like use it as Tupperware. A big thing for me right now is since it's fall in Colorado, all of the leaves fell off my trees and growing up, I did not grow up in Colorado, but I'd always have to rake up all the leaves and thinking more about this in like a sustainable manner, I'm just raking up these leaves to either give them to someone else for compost or just get thrown away probably. I don't know where the leaves end up, but I this year left my leaves in my yard as a statement to not only the city but also to show that hey these leaves have an important cycle in nature they're part they're a home for animals little bugs live there they decompose naturally it's a part of nature why would i get rid of this and just kind of thinking like this is saving me time it's saving me energy it's saving whoever gets these leaves time and energy as well it's just a sustainable thing leave them there almost preservation see they're kind of related huh but there are just little things that we can do to just sort of conserve our own energy and help conserve the land around us just by paying attention to things pick up a piece of trash if you see it don't leave things you know you gotta leave no trace I think is super important too and that's that's more of if you're going camping but I think that you can use that in a daily life too I see trash everywhere I go you just pick that up I think there's so many things you can do, Ellen. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. I think you really shed some light on the idea of conservation, history, and future. And I really appreciate that you joined me here. That was EcoFiends with your host, me, Ellen McIntosh. And we were talking with Lauren Litke, wildlife biologist. Thank you so much for joining me again. Have a great night. Thanks for having me, Ellen. It's been a real pleasure, and I hope people learned something today. (laughs) They absolutely did. Thank you.